and welcome back to Smell My Whiskey. Uh, it's week three, another another one, and uh, let's go around the horn, see how everyone's doing. Uh, Pat, how you doing this week? Always doing good. Uh, I said last week I'm excited for Christmas, and has not changed. Now wait a minute, you can't just you can't skip this. You sent us a picture. What's your son up to right now? Okay, so my son has a, a wonderful imagination. He's about to turn five. He is currently sleeping in a cardboard box in his bedroom tonight. He's got his blankets, his pillow, and his alarm clock all in there. Um, I honestly don't know what prompted it. I just know he's told me and uh, my wife, Mommy, Daddy, I'm sleeping in a box tonight. And sometimes you fight battles with your children. Sometimes you, um, you, let, them, you let them win, and this is one of them. That's a good one, though. Can't really hurt himself. All right, John, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Just got back from Chi-Town. Uh, went and visited the girlfriend's family. Uh, had a jolly good time, as Pat said. Holidays are coming up. I'm ready for Santa to come eat my cookies. And Wow, I hate that. Wait I... a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just... Whoa. My cookies at least stay on brand. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Can, we, can we just cut right there? Can we get it in post? Nope. That's all right. We're just gonna keep doing live. Then. I am... it's the title. Uh... <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm excited that we are here for an episode three. I feel like professional podcasters at this point. I I don't know. I'm just happy we're still doing this. I think at this point we could have easily just canceled it, and I'm happy we're still here. Uh, it seems like the hardest was starting, posting the second episode. We almost missed that day. I feel like. Now that we're at three, nothing can stop us. It's all the way to 100. All the way to Ooh. the top. We, we could have, uh, John could have kids by then. <laughs> Possibly. Stay tuned. There you go. 100 episodes is like two years, so we're there. Clint, how are we doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Almost the holidays. and You got any updates for us? Anything cool in your life? I got to figure out my $6 gift. I, I, I thought about some Tannerite, you know. Just to give someone an experience for six dollars. Is that stuff still legal? It's a dangerous experience. You know? They didn't make that illegal yet. Nah, nah. Well, I don't know. I I don't pay attention to gun laws. You know, I prefer the situation where you ask for forgiveness rather than <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're not bailing you out of jail, Clint. Yeah. Well, why not? I'm a fun guy. because you're asking for forgiveness, and that was the issue. Oh, yeah. There's no forgiveness. Well, boys, I'm a little disappointed. You're all waiting for the holidays, but we're in them. Can we talk about Hanukkah? Yeah, we can. I mean, well, I hope. I don't know. Does whiskey discriminate? I'm ready for the uh, Hanukkah special. Smell my menorah. Oh, God. I love it. The the problem is, if this isn't the Hanukkah special, then we missed it because we're already on night four. In a week, it'll be too late. Wait, educate us. When does it officially end? What do you mean? When does it officially end? Tonight it's night four. It's eight days long, so you got right. four I mean, more days. I don't even know what day it is. Oh my god! It's the fourteenth. It's time for oh, Hanukkah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you know, we'll we just, should uh, re- we should really consider our Hanukkah roots here. I mean, we have our podcast name, "Smell My Whiskey," and we really need that Jewish nose to. <laughs> oh no Damn, cut this one up. too oh perfect i <laughs> We're love making it. lots of work for max <laughs> i love a good racist comment 
<laughs> they made a Charlie Brown Christmas. Why don't they make a Charlie Brown's Hanukkah? Okay, so here's the fun fact. So it's the holidays. Every single woman in the world is like, let's watch Hallmark movies. Well, this year, Hallmark made a Hanukkah one. So in your face. I don't, we haven't watched it yet, but it's on the docket. We'll check it out. I'll tell what, you how what's bad. The, what's the name of that title? I don't even know. I bet it's terrible. Let's, I'm going to check big it out. Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Hanukkah movie. Hanukkah. It is called. It's with oh Ben Savage is in it. What's oh, up with that? Oh instant What's up get. With that? Oh love lights and Hanukkah. Ben Savage is in it. Who? Wh- why? I don't know. But because he looks Jewish as hell. Is he Jewish? I yeah. don't know. He probably is. Ben Savage. Now we're just on a tangent. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, bringing love me love back life. to my childhood. His grandparents were Jewish. That doesn't tell me shit. Oh, he and Savage was raised. Okay, he's okay. raised Reformed Judaism. He's the same. We're Reformed buddies. Here we go. We're brothers. I'm just saying, not to judge, but he. If you're gonna pick an actor that looks Jewish, he looks pretty Jewish. Oh, that's pretty good. So yeah, yeah. so you guys can all have your holidays and what? Twenty fifth or some eleven still have days. A holiday. Just because it's Hanukkah doesn't mean it's not a holiday. But I'm saying you're all looking forward to the holidays. I'm in them. We're here. We're ready to go. I got presents slinging left and right. So it's been I'm, fun though. I'm We're having good. a good time. Baby's Never. first Hanukkah. It's photo ops all day, so it's been good. See, the great thing about my holidays is Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas are so close that I make enough stock for both. <laughs> Here we go with the no, stock. No, we can't thing. get on this. We can't get on this yes, stock top. Yes, we can. Anyways, anyways, but I am looking <laughs> forward to. We have plant shut down. I have seven days off of work, seven working days. So I get like a eleven day vacation. Ready for that. It's all paid. Here we go. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. The holidays are always good for a little free time, a little baby time. It's always good when you start off your work week and your boss is like, it's going to be a busy week and a half. Let's get through it. And you're like, yeah. And really, everyone's cashed out for the week. Like, I'm, At least I'm, I'm I about work, 50%. The next, uh, 11, the next when I work, days. it's 99% of everyone above me is cashed out. So, my workflow is dead. It's so easy. This will bring whiskey to work. No one will know. Oh, I work from home. So, eh, who knows? Hey. Oh. Anyways, so good stuff, good intros. Let's talk about last week's whiskey. Do a little touch on it because I know we said we we're going to follow up. Uh, I have some thoughts. I don't know if any of you have thoughts. So, uh, anybody want to add comments to last week from last nope. week? Nope. <laughs> I I ended up trying to make a an old fashioned out of it. I didn't I didn't really take too much time to put care and effort into it. So I call it like a dirty old fashioned. Their little wait what <clears throat> goes into a dirty old-fashioned for you then um i just kind of throw the sugar and bitters in there and stir it up he's got a bag of sugar and a bottle of alcohol and just doesn't stop just kind of tips will them tell both. You, i'll tell you the only difference between how pat makes it and how i make it is patience <laughs> mine, mine had no patience i i whipped it together to drink playing games or something like that and i just i still had to choke through it i just wasn't wasn't what i wanted so i made my old-fashioned did it I didn't have an orange peel, but it's not a big deal. Threw it together. The, my biggest thing is just wait on that sugar to, to uh, liquefy, I guess, to really bond with the alcohol. Boom. That's where it's at. You got to make it and let it sit for like 10 minutes. That's usually what I just forget about it. So that's how you make my, that's how I think you make good old fashioned. But yeah, I thought it was fantastic. So I would like to say that I said I didn't think I'd like a mixed drink with the uh, horse soldier. I do actually really like it. And I think. I would definitely buy another bottle for myself to have on hand to make a drink and also when people come over to serve to them. So I'd like to take back the idea of not buying it for myself. I would buy a bottle and to have it on hand, but more as like a 
share with people and I'll probably make the drink when, I don't know, when John, like John's girlfriend loves old fashions, she'd probably like it. So like when they come over, probably have it. When people that really, my brothers will dabble. They don't really like to drink whiskey, but they might try it. So I think that's where I would, I would have it on hand for that. So I think it's a good bottle to sit in my cabinet for, for occasions. I'm real excited to share this with the family so it can be gone. Speaking (laughs) of which, current events. Have you had a Johnny Silverhand yet, guys? No, but but I do like <laughs> I do like the idea of it. I don't, Max. I don't know if you're far enough in that game yet. Uh, this is an actual drink. It's a tequila uh, yeah. old fashioned. Tequila, yeah, tequila oh, old fashioned. Okay. Well, but I guess uh, doesn't have I, a chili component, a, ch- a chili component to it, Clint. I can't remember all the details. Yeah, well, they, I would they, try it. They were med- they were mentioning a chili component too. Yeah. Do they actually Something. give you a list of what's in it? Did you make this in your basement? Yeah, in the game. In the game, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, real current. Well, there's your free advertising CD Project Red. <laughs> yeah, we'll take our check. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll collect. We'll send you, an, you know, never, maybe they will pay us. I don't know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need us to pay. To get no, they paid. don't. No, they're, they're good to go. So, Max, you would say you'd like the whiskey more as like a cocktail mixer rather than just a rocks drink. So intention. yes, but I don't. I don't want to say that changes my score. I know that uh, two is a is a mix it. I still don't think it is at that level, especially for the price. Uh, I do think it's still a good drink, but I do think it caters way more to a novice in the area. And I think it mm-hmm. it is an easy entry point. While I do think the wood taste may be a little overwhelming, I think I'd be way more comfortable serving that to someone than anything else in my collection up front. And then I also feel like I will drink that with someone as a mixed drink personally. But that's you know, it's personal preference. But I think as a whole, it's a it's a fine drink to buy for someone. Did you try okay. it with Coke at all? I did not try it with Coke. I One, still have some left. If I've got any Coke at home, I might. I have Coke. I just giant. didn't feel like it was worth the the calorie burn on that one. Yeah, I use Coke Zero. <laughs> we talked about this in oh, episode one. Do you really use Coke Zero? I I only drink diet Please soda. Say no. Just say no. I, I only drink, drink diet, diet soda. soda. No, I drink diet soda. But I only make my mixed drinks with real Coke. I only yes. drink diet soda. Ah, uh, poison. Okay, well. I'm not getting into this, but diet soda is just as bad for you as regular soda. I don't I, want yeah, calories. Of course it is. Of course That's it all, is. I don't all really I care. care about. I don't want calories. Fine, whatever. No calorie boy. Uh, we're, <laughs> I think we should have a whole episode on cocktails, and I'm sure we will in the future. And diet uh, soda while we're at it. The cocktail episode will be the one we definitely get. I don't think cocktails hammered. should be about nutrition. Exactly. No drinking and should be on nutrition. nutrition. Even though whiskey's whiskey's like the lowest calorie of the liquors, so just just saying. No vodka is. Yeah, just tell your liver that when it fails in the future. But but even then, it's not low calorie because it still takes that that calorie to process in the. Well, it's uh, lower than never other, mind. Shut other, up, Clint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let the medical professional over by John take care of that shit. Doctor John. I I don't need to worry about that. All I'm saying is I think if you go out of your way to make a cocktail like an old-fashioned, and this is all I'll say about it, I think it needs a little TLC, a little tender loving care. You need to put I the agree. time in. You need to put the patience in. You gotta, you get the nice payoff for the time you put into the cocktail. Otherwise, it's just a slur. It's like a college party at that point. Like You're just mixing a slurry of things, whatever. Especially if you have the, the right ingredients, you might as well just do it correctly. And then, exactly. like I said, it's a little bit of patience. Boom. You, you have a better drink in five minutes, and it was five mm-hmm. minutes. Like, Pat's over here just so, like, I gotta, I gotta slam this drink to get to the family. <laughs> handful of sugar, glass of whiskey. <laughs> I, like, I like the sludge in the bottom, I'll be honest. I want oh, that whiskey, no, whiskey sugar. Oh, slurry. slurry. Oh. 
I like to watch it drip out and crunch on it. Oh. I like to chew my whiskey at the end. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. So right. let's move on. I top of the topic of the week. I think uh John, you're gonna lead off hit, hit with this one. Let's hear yeah. it. So we sort of touched on this last week, but I wanted to go more in depth on the different ways to drink whiskey and why somebody would choose that specific way. We're not talking like cocktails in this. It's mainly just whiskey and the glass. So the first, <laughs> the first way out of three is if you order your whiskey neat. That's just whiskey, period. This method gives you the true taste of the whiskey, but a much higher alcohol content in that taste. It's like... It can kind of be a strong punch to the taste buds, depending on your level of experience or how you enjoy the drink. I personally don't enjoy consuming whiskey this way. It's um, even in like, I, I like to taste the whiskey in the Glencairn glass like we all do for the show. And that does definitely open up the flavors, the aromas of the whiskey. But if I'm, you know, sitting down for a movie or out at a bar, I'm not going to order a glass of whiskey neat because it's just... There's a lot going on in that glass. I'm trying to be social. It can kind of be distracting, but that's coming from me who doesn't enjoy that strong flavor all the time. There are definitely times where I like it and other times where it's just like too distracting, too much going on. I like a little lighter drink. Um, but do you have a comment? I, I would say I, I agree with you in, in the idea of like, they get pretty harsh, especially depending on what you're drinking. Like it is, it's, it can be a burn. It can be, it can be, I mean, it is, that can be something you're looking for, obviously. Like you said, it's, and in social settings, it's definitely like, a, do I want to be burning through this, this social setting while I'm drinking this heavy whiskey? And so, you know, and, and my preference uh, is definitely neat. And, and, but I, I'm a person that I only like black, black coffee. Like I like dark black coffee. I like it to be bitter. So I, I definitely like my, I guess more pungent whiskeys. I like that kind of harshness of it. Uh, but I definitely see where it's coming from. And generally when I'm in a social setting, I just don't order it. I just order like more of a cocktail or a beer just to keep it lighter. But I see where you're coming from where it's just like, it's too, it's too involved at the time. Cause I like to have my whiskeys when I'm at home, watching a movie, hanging out with the wife, you know, sitting here with you guys on the podcast. It's way more just like relaxed way less pressure, way less. I don't have to be like, I guess on the podcast, I do have to be social, but it's less pressure. You know, it's not like I have to entertain or shit. I guess I still do. I don't know. Maybe I'm really, maybe I do like drinking harsh whiskeys while I'm entertaining. Screw it. Uh, but I get, I get where you're coming from. I like the idea that full strength, cause you kind of work through it a little slower. Um, it makes it last a little longer. I would say, um, compared to maybe watering it down or whatever let you you know stretch it out over the night if you don't want to get too rowdy or if you're at you know whatever family event and you got kids to watch you can still enjoy a drink without getting getting lost yeah i guess it definitely happens with the you know when i'm drinking beer or a mixed drink it's like i could just go you can can get caught up on it too quick in the social because they go down easy oh yeah exactly I think it's kind of like a mood thing. You know, when you're talking, drinking something neat, you're talking about sharing an experience with some people that either don't understand what you're talking about and you're trying to share that experience that you're having, or maybe they do understand and you just want to enjoy that experience with them. 
So when you're talking neat, you're talking about like you know flavors, and you're you're trying to taste, and you're trying to you're trying to make an event out of it, right? But that at the same time, at the same time, you also have them bush latte days, where you're, where you're just trying to go through, crack a few beers, do whatever you're gonna do, and. Clint crashes a two dozen time. beers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those days. Start drinking at eight a.m. I will say, like, the ordering a whiskey neat is probably like it. I mean, okay, it's not probably. It is the best way intended to enjoy whiskey. It is the rawest form of the whiskey. It is how it is meant to be, like tasted. Now smelled. I do have a question about that. Oh wait, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish this sentence then. Go ahead. It is meant, I think it is intended to be drank that way, but I can appreciate why you wouldn't drink it that way or why some people wouldn't want to. So I went to an event, I don't know, some lavish event, my my wife's friend's aunt held or something, and I met these guys who drank like these very high-end whiskeys. I brought them to the party to share with everyone. It was like $200 bottles of whiskey. I can't remember what they were called, but literally he would not let me drink it unless I cut it with water. So he was like, this is the way it's intended to be drank. And so that would be my question is, is neat the way it's intended to be drank? Is that the way that the the distiller does intend it to be drank? Or do they, you know, are they just giving you the base layer that they expect you to coat with something like water? Which, But that seems or... controversial in the fact that when I've looked up, you know, cutting with water, everything that you look at, there's no like you add this much water to this much whiskey. It is always to yeah. taste. So it's like I think it's too personal. Like it's, exactly. It all so comes I feel like person. I feel like I can't understand. I, I do agree with you that that uh, I have more of a problem with people that were telling me you have to cut it with water to get the intended taste because he. It's like how much water? Well, he just put a dash in there. It's like well, a dash that I do is different than a dash that you do. You're getting a different taste that I am. We can't even compare apples to apples because I may have drowned out certain notes and you're getting more of them. So I, I just I, don't know. I will also add, not to be like too medical with this, I mean, everyone tastes things differently. You obviously have your taste you like, your taste you don't like, but even down to like um, cilantro. Some people say it tastes like soap to them. That's my like, wife, 100%. Your taste buds are different from everybody. So I wouldn't argue with somebody who's like, I don't like that. That doesn't taste as good as when I add a drop or two of water. Like it's just, it's, you can't tell them it's right or wrong because I think there's just too much variance there. Definitely. And my, as I said, my wife tastes, tastes cilantro like soap. She came, she came running from the, the kitchen to go, what are you guys talking about? Now she's here to bug me. <laughs> does ordering, does ordering whiskey neat at a bar make you look pretentious? Every time. I, <laughs> Every time. I, say, I, I swear to so. God it does. I don't think it should, but I feel like you, you're, you're, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Especially, Especially if, like, like no, you go first. The same, the go. same thing. I feel like whenever we go, like, well, I guess when we used to, who goes out? What's that? Uh, In the before times. <laughs> before times. Uh, I feel like when we go to, like, we have a couple, like, dance clubs down here that our friends like to go to when they visit us. And if I order, a whis- like, a whiskey neat, I feel like I'm just being a douchebag. Like, everyone's, like, getting a party drink or whatever, something mixed. Like, and I'm just like, I'll just have a whiskey neat. And it's like, or uh, double Jack Daniels. It's like. I feel I feel like I'm the pretentious person. I don't feel like anyone else thinks I am. I personally feel like I am. This is almost maybe the atmosphere you're in dictates it's what that. you can get. It's 100% yeah. that. Probably because would, would you I, feel better if you threw two ice cubes in there? 
instead. I think I'd feel better if I got it on the Bush latte atmosphere. I feel like I would feel better if I got it as like a Jack and Coke or a Crown and Coke or something like that. Or a Jack and Jingle. Yeah, whatever that is. These dang, these dang holidays. You don't have a Jack and Candles. What's up with that? I'd get some hot toddies in this bunch. But uh, I, I, I do feel like it is pretentious and it's, it's, it, I think it's just a stipulation because I think a lot of those drinks are, I'm here to taste the drink and kind of sit through it and enjoy it. And when you get it at a, at like a bar, like where there's loud music, people partying, it's definitely like a different atmosphere where I feel like 99% of people aren't ordering that. And it's just no. kind of different. I think the culture of like a whiskey neat is more sitting down, able to actually like talk to people around your table or whatever. It's like more social. It's not so like loud, fast move lots of movement like it's you're meant to enjoy a whiskey neat and like savor it taste it whatever you want to call it you're not meant to like i don't know i feel like you just can't give it the attention it deserves as pretentious as that sounds to say yeah and i think that definitely goes with the whiskey of choice you know i mean i usually get when i go out just like a jack daniels and i feel like it's so commonplace that you're not i don't know dishonoring the flavor and kind yeah, of giving fair. it the attention it mm -hmm. needs where it's like if I was going out and saying like, oh, I'll take this $80 bottle of whiskey neat at a club. It's like, what What are you doing here? Like, yeah. why Why are you buying this? Which they probably don't even have it on, you know, on stock. But the thing is, like, I think I think it comes down to, I mean, I mean, they might. But I think it comes down to just like what you're acclimated to. And maybe it's just because like that's what I'm acclimated to. That's what I like to drink. And the flavors, is it lost on me? Maybe when I'm out in the kind of atmosphere. But is it just what my, you know, my taste buds like? I go with it. Mm -hmm. But I won't say so, it is pretentious. I think, also, I think the pretentious part, on the last note, I think it's also blaming, you could blame it a lot on Hollywood. Because that's just like what every classy, suave dude in a bar, at a club, whatever, <laughs> would like order. And it would show like a different class. It would show like the higher, like, I don't know, the spotlight would be on him the, for that moment. Yeah. Yeah, and I think most people like, don't yeah. have that kind of lifestyle to be like, yeah, whiskey neat at this club where I can't hear anything. All right, so past the pretentious part, what's what's next? There's the neat, there's the neat and pretentious. So if you're, I mean, if you're like me and you don't like a whiskey neat, then I think the next step you could go is adding a drop or two of water, or I mean, a little more water, whatever. So whether you're new to the world of whiskey or you just don't enjoy a whiskey neat, then I think a great alternative is you take a straw. Add a couple drops of water to your whiskey, swirl it around, take a sip, see if that's like the level of flavor you want. Because the more water you add, the less like punch you'll have from that alcohol. So eventually you'll find your level you like. Just add a drop or two at a time and you'll get there. Don't always, don't obviously add like a ton of water, tip your cup over in it because you'll add too much. But I think, I mean, I tried this last week and there was a definite difference from like, just whiskey neat and three drops of water that I added. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm trying this right now, and I will we'll touch base when we get to our whiskey section. But definitely changes does not need a lot of water either. No, it really it can go too watery quickly. So that's why it's really good to add one or two drops at a time and just test it. But How much water turns it into a mixed drink? <laughs> I don't. I think if you mix water with it, I don't think that classifies it as a mixed drink. Hey, well, let me tell you, I got this 32 ounce tumbler. I put two drops of whiskey in it. This is a 32 ounce whiskey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not a mixed drink, boys. John, I guess I'll I'll ask a question real quick. 
Why does adding three drops of water differ from adding a liter of water? Or where you, you make a lot of flavors go away. Why does one make one thing and another makes another thing? If you, uh, That didn't really make a lot of sense, but whatever. Do you ever, Clint? Nope. I guess Clint's asking more of the science behind no, it. Sir. Why does the drops of water change it? So I know what you're going for. Do you have an answer, John? Uh, John always has an answer, guys. Science boy. Oh, that's a bad, that's not a good thing. John, John always has an answer. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> hey, John, why is the sky blue? <laughs> so basically, the water helps release the water repellent elements of the glass. It opens up the whiskey, so to speak, allowing you to detect more aromatics on the nose. And it, I mean, the biggest thing is honestly, it just lowers that alcohol contact content by slowly diluting it um i mean that's the biggest thing kind of blocking you from the flavor um or if you don't like that strong taste it just like it overwhelms you therefore this like stopping you from being able to appreciate the full flavor of the whiskey so i mean it's mainly that it's just cutting down the alcohol so I tried this last week with the horse soldier bourbon and I didn't appreciate a huge difference in my appreciation of the whiskey, but I definitely could taste more out of the whiskey just from adding like the two or three drops that I added. Um, so I can see why people would do this. I don't think I would do this for every whiskey because I mean, there's some whiskeys I enjoy just straight out of the bottle and it's fine. I just do it in a chilled glass or with my whiskey rocks, whatever it is. And I like it, but there are definitely some where I could see myself tasting it being like, oh, that's not for me. Adding a few drops and be like, oh, okay. I mean, I get that. That's good. Uh, I don't know. What about you guys? Uh, I can talk about, uh, well, I, I, I guess I was going to save it for the kind of our talk about whiskey, but I can talk about it now because I'm doing it currently. And I think, because I don't do this much, I don't cut it with water. Uh, it's not something I normally take time to do because it is so, I don't know, scientific. Whenever I look up cutting whiskey with water, it talks definitely about like, you know, measure measuring how much you're using, like how much whiskey you have, how much water you're using. Uh, someone was uh, a site I was looking at was talking about calculating like the perfect proof for you, so you can you can say like, okay, I drink a Jack Daniels, I know what the proof it starts at. I can tell you what my perfect proof is when I add water, so like, you can calculate it out and it tells you how much water to add each time whenever you make a drink. It seems super like involved and just too much going on to just enjoy my drink and so like as you've been talking i've been trying i have a second glass of of jack daniels here and i'm just adding water to and i definitely agree that it's it's opening things up in a way that it's it's different it takes away that front end in like crazy you add three four drops and instantly it it just changes that that front end profile strangely enough the back end i feel much more of a tingle on my lips and i'm not really sure what what the effect is having to, to cause that. But I'm definitely getting a whole different, I would say, experience from it. I'm still getting the same base taste. I'm definitely getting like a different experience though. And I would say that serving this to somebody would definitely change the way that they would want this whiskey. And I think if I served two glasses and said, this is A and this is B, they would think they're completely different. They would say they're the same, but they're different in some way. I think that's a good point though. Like even if you don't want to drink your whiskey like that every time, I would say any bottle you get, try it with a couple, like try one glass with a couple drops just to see. That's something we touched on last week on, I feel like when I review a whiskey, I should do a few more things to it. I think this is something I might do. Uh, I might look at, you know, through the week that we have, a few nights out of the week that I'm taking drinks, I, you know, this week I'm going to do a little water, take some notes, maybe make a cocktail. 
you know, might have a go-to cocktail that I, I might just make a, a, a old fashioned so I can compare them all the same. But I think that's important is that I think this changes the profile and it, it changes the way that I would experience it. This podcast has made me look up a lot more shit on the Googling machine than I thought I <laughs> the would. The old Googling machine. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? I mean... Clint goes to the library to use this computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got my library card fulfilled. Audience, if you didn't know, Clint's 98 years old. <laughs> you know what, though? I think people would think that's true. But no, seriously, I mean, like, when, when we started this day one, like, I, I've i tried a few whiskeys, I've liked some, I don't like some, that's that's kind of about all I know. And now we're all of a sudden getting into tasting, we're getting into distilling a little bit, I mean, there's a lot to know here, and yeah, there's a really a lot of ways in. So I've got an answer to, like, I've got a way more science answer than this podcast needs to like what water actually does. I tried to keep it simple, but basically these oily hydrocarbons. Okay, show of hands. How many people know what hydrocarbons are? No one can see our hands, so it doesn't matter. I could have done it in college. I can't do it now. I know. I feel like high school, maybe I gotcha. I do. (laughs) So we're going to avoid that. But basically these these oily, simple chemical structures that are in like high-proof whiskey, they add this um, sort of grassy oily taste that many people do not like in their whiskey uh it's kind of hard to like pick out but that's kind of what adds to like if you think of a bad flavor of whiskey like it can be sort of that combo coming out of the whiskey basically when you add water they clump up all these molecules together and they stick together inside this little droplet of water and by being stuck in that droplet they kind of are taken out of the like aroma and taste of the whiskey i'm really dumbing this down this is not like i, st- I still don't understand yeah i mean basically it's just the water's you can oh, think of i got like a the chemistry water. background i understand <laughs> the water is basically just taking away the sort of bad aromas or flavors subtly by just binding up the molecules that contribute to that the third and final method is definitely the most disputed method of drinking whiskey it's when you order it on the rocks if you're with a group of friends or family drinking whiskey, asking for your whiskey with ice is surely to cause someone in your group to doubt their friendship with you. I am not one of these people because I don't care how you like a drink, but don't be surprised if someone feels so inclined to tell you that you're drinking that whiskey wrong. We're not friends anymore, John. Uh, <laughs> I offer you ice every time because I love you, man. <laughs> okay, that's a, yeah, that's what I'll say. You're more like dark <laughs> entice me to the dark side. <laughs> So, I mean, the argument for leaving ice out of your whiskey is that it's it's said that, like, the ice numbs your palate. It dulls the flavors. I get it. And I, we briefly mentioned this in the last episode. But basically, the same applies to storing whiskey in the freezer. Like, it's just, it takes away some of the flavor. You won't get the full punch of that flavor that they're trying to deliver in the whiskey. Now, I mean, all that being said, I enjoy a chilled glass of whiskey I said last podcast, I don't really like room to have whiskey. But, I mean, if you're going to go with ice, go with a very big ice ball or, like, giant ice cubes, whatever you can find. Um, I mean, they even make those glasses that, like, they form the ice at a slant through half the glass, and that slowly melts away. Because, basically, the bigger the chunk of ice in your drink, the slower it's going to melt, and the slower it will dilute your I mean, if you like water in your whiskey... 
this is a great way because it chills your drink, slowly melts, you get that little dilution, and you get your drink you want. Um, or if you don't want any dilution, there are whiskey rocks or uh, whiskey stones. There's lots of names. Basically, they're these non... Uh, well, there's things you buy. They're usually made of non-porous soapstone or like stainless steel. You throw them in your freezer. Uh, when you want a drink, you take them out, you throw them in your drink. They chill your glass. They don't dilute anything. You finish your drink, you rinse them off, you throw them back in the freezer. They're good to go for next time. Like, super cool. I'm drinking with those right now. Um, honestly, they're my go-to because I think ice, if you let your drink sit too long, your ice definitely will water down your whiskey too much. I would rather have watered down room temperature whiskey than cold full strength whiskey. Wait, Wait a now, minute. Why? I don't like the consistency of a of a cold it's whiskey. Heavy. It almost what? gets syrupy. Yeah, it does get pretty heavy. Dude, no, okay, so oh. I don't like so, that. I, I like that. I did. And for the longest time I'm like, "No, you got to I like ice. I like ice." And that and then I started doing this tasting stuff. I'm like, I just don't like that consistency. So, I was born and raised. My dad loves his whiskey in the freezer. God bless him. I love that syrupy, thicker texture you get with the whiskey in the freezer. I just, yeah, I mean, if I lose some flavors by doing that, that's why I kind of want to like switch it and just chill my whiskey. That's interesting. Yeah. That the texture's the hook for you. I do. I like that thicker syrup. Almost like chewy. Yeah, I don't know if I could go that far, but it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's a noticeable difference. Now, I had, not to derail to other alcohols, but I had threw a cinnamon vodka in the freezer, and I really liked the syrupy texture from that. Yeah. But in the whiskey, I can't enjoy it. I just can't can't like it. I, yeah. My question would be is, I don't compare On the Rocks to with whiskey stones, so I don't think that's the same thing. On the Rocks to me okay, is always with ice, so that's that's just the way I yeah. interpret it. Yeah, I would like to clarify. If you say I want whiskey on the rocks, it is strictly with ice. Yeah, I think that's always because whiskey stones. I do. I'm fine with. Um, I don't do it a lot, and I usually do it in a mixed drink or like a Jack and Coke uh, to keep that Coke cool. But for straight, I'll, I'll put it in straight whiskey every now and then. It's fine uh, because I don't think it gets that same texture as in the freezer, which is definitely too heavy for me. Uh, but looking at on the rocks, I, I have an issue with it mostly because when I have added water to whiskey and even like doing it now, it's like, it takes so little to change the profile. If you let that, that cup sit for like any time you've, you've totally like dismantled the whole taste profile and it's only going to get worse as you go. Yeah. It catches up to you real quick. So I'm not really sure. Like with a drink that I'm trying to relax and enjoy with while i'm watching a movie or hanging out or just having a casual conversation or even a pot like right now it's like i could have my drink sit go on a small tangent and then be like oh i didn't drink for 15 minutes my this ice has melted past the point of how i want to drink this drink and there's no coming back from that how do you feel about ice balls though i mean i think i have the same i do i do like a good ice ball in a in in a cocktail i like the appearance i like you know what it's doing to the drink the problem is that it still has a melting point it's still going to deteriorate the drink so yeah while i might go on a tangent for five minutes it hasn't really changed the profile it still has the ability as i'm sitting here talking and if i go on a tangent it's going to change that profile i mean as ice does it melts exactly so it's like what am i going to do about it i mean that's why i'd rather not have it so i can control i can completely control the environment of my drink 
where with the ice, it's, it's hard to judge based on the atmosphere, what's going on, how hot it is. It's melting this fast. I need to drink this fast. It's kind of putting me on this clock that I'm not really going to appreciate. I just don't understand the whole idea of on the rocks because it literally puts you on a clock of if this melts too much, or I mean, even if you drink half that drink, now the effect of it melting is twice as effective. So I would assume a lot of people who like their whiskey on the rocks are also the people though, who don't want just whiskey neat because it's too strong. It's too pungent. They lose that. Like they lose the flavor and all they feel is that alcohol burn. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, think, I would just add water then. I mean, I feel like that does the same thing, yeah. but, and, and maybe the, you know, I mean, obviously the difference is the temperature of the drink, mm-hmm. which changes things. But I feel like the, t- I feel personally what you lose being the temperature you gain in the fact that you control that drink all the way through. So I, I would recommend to anybody to, to go the water out first and experiment with that as much as you can before you start adding ice only because I feel like that's just a ticking time bomb of, Oh, I sat here for 10 minutes. My drink is ruined. And I'm now I'm going to pour this $10 drink down the drain because it's terrible, or I'm going to drink it and it tastes like water and I've ruined it. So someone hands you whiskey with ice. I'm going to throw it. it out the window. You didn't ask, you didn't ask, they didn't ask you which way you wanted it. They just assumed. If I'm quick, I can just pull the ice cubes out and get rid of them. The first swig, <laughs> swallow the ice. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, I I made you this drink 10 minutes ago and let it sit. Here's your ice whiskey. It's like, oh, shit. It's too late. It's ruined. I think I touched on it last last week, but I like the, the look of the ice ball or the big ice block or the crystal clear ice cubes in the drink or in the cocktail more than I like how it changed it to the syrupiness. If you could, uh, do you ever chill your whiskey? No, I don't want it. I don't want it cold at all. With then white. So you just purely like the look of the ice ball. I like the look. I like the look of the ice ball, but I don't need it. I like the look, especially in a mixed drink. I do like a cold mixed drink because I feel like something like the sugars in a mixed drink, they, you know, they change obviously the way that the cold affects it. So it's not as much of an issue, but with, with the straight whiskey, I'm a fat. It's like, you're going to make this cold and you're going to ruin the consistency. It's not, it's never going to get thick. It's always going to stay just sugar. Yeah. It's diluted enough already. <laughs> it's already a mess. It's, it's syrup. It's already syrup. Right. For me, it's sugar for Pat. It's what, what's Coke zero made of? I don't know. Just like toxic chemicals. <laughs> I'm, zero calories, I'm very baby. against this Coke zero. I still, I can't even. I'm going to start sneaking you Coke zero. You're not going to, you're going to, this stuff is great. I love it. Oh, I'll know oh, it already. You'll taste. Actually, guys, on that note, what are you guys drinking tonight? We haven't even touched on that. <laughs> Hold up. That's the sound of a whiskey fun fact for the week, guys. <laughs> Wait, this isn't in the notes. <laughs> oh, shit. It wasn't supposed to be. Mommy, I'm scared. I know, me too. I'm ready. So whiskey fun fact for the week. Whiskey is actually a Gaelic word, which means water of life. Gotta add the water. I'm pretty sure the Catholics invented Got water. It. So point <laughs> for Christmas. The ca- it's the most Christian drink <laughs> you can have. And I'll drink it all Hanukkah. Thank you, uh, Brother John. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. They invented water? I'm lost. No, that was Pat's edition. Anyway, I'm out. Bye-bye. <laughs> And like that, the fat, the whiskey fact man left. <laughs> oh, jeez, these only come. I hope. I hope it's like Santa Claus, and this only come once a year. I do. I do think. I think it was a Catholic monk who invented Scotch, though. So 
Anyway, back to back to what we were saying. Uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? I know it's not a combined uh, whiskey today, so what do you got on the menu? Uh, tonight I had a little bit of Jack Daniels, which I touched on earlier. Uh, I figured I would give uh, John's treatment of the drinks <clears throat> a go. So I grabbed a couple glasses, uh, had some water to one, drank one straight. Was going to add rocks to the other, but uh, it took forever. So I didn't add I didn't add ice to it because I was afraid. Obviously, like I said, if I added ice too early, it would melt and ruin the whole drink. So I never added ice, and I just drank that one straight too. So, so two neat, and then one uh, one with water. When, when you said water to mine, I thought you said water to wine. I'm all, I'm all Catholic <laughs> up right now. I'm going Jesus to church. Jesus was a Jew. I'm a Jew. I turned the water to wine. We're in it. We're ready to go. It's Hanukkah. It's a miracle. Here we go. We're in it. It's Hanukkah season, baby. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? Uh, I still got Johnny Walker Black. I think I drank it on the first episode. My opinions have not changed. I would buy it again. It's good for the price. It's like 35 bucks. It's not like something, oh, how, how to word it. Like, like I said, special occasion or anything like that. It's just a good stock the bar, middle of the road. Yeah. Got to have those on tap. I'm not breaking the budget to fit this fit this in the grocery list. I'm going to guess Claire still removes it from the grocery list. No, I went to the liquor store and bought this myself. <laughs> you cheated. You cheated for <laughs> grocery pickup. Oh. No, I can't remember when I got this. This was... A serious nurse in the bottle. I think this is when the baby came. Whoa, that's... Yeah. Is this a bottle. big pizza pickup? Like, you're like, oh, I'll promise you, Claire. I'll go pick up pizza. <laughs> Nope, you end up with a bottle of whiskey. No, she. I had, to, I had to get beer, and I also grabbed that. That's what I, I think. That's what happened. <laughs> it was between that and monkey shoulder. Monkey shoulder. Ooh, I'll try next. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, another cheap but decent scotch is what I've heard. I've had it. It's good. We'll talk about it at one point. I'm sure. Uh, so I'm drinking some Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Love me some Basil Hayden's. over my. <laughs> over my fancy lava whiskey stones from Iceland because not on the rock. It's it, it's specifically on rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah. lava rocks. Yeah, if on rocks is a whole different thing. If you order your whiskey on lava rocks, you're getting thrown. You are. I'm gonna throw you out. <laughs> All I'm saying, get yourself some nice lava whiskey stones. I mean, they're like if you get a lava or a whiskey stone in general, they're cool. But, like, I got these as a gift. They are awesome. They're a fun story for when people come over. You get to, like, I mean, give it to them if they want them. Unlike Max, who doesn't like my gifts that I get them. But... Well, no, John, John, I came over to John's house. He goes, oh, I got these great stones. Like, oh, really? Tell me this cool story. He's like, I got them as a gift. I was like, oh, very cool story. <laughs> hey, Max, I'm telling you now. They're from Iceland. They're lava they're lava. Hey, I, are they from Iceland? Hey, guys, they're lava whiskey stones from Iceland. I didn't know Iceland had lava. You didn't know that? No, tell me more. Are they from Iceland? That's all I know. Hey, guys, I can tell you they're from Iceland. That's all I know. This cannot be cut. This is pure Icelandic lava stones. Lava, lava stones. I know we had a title early, but now it might just be, is that from Iceland? <laughs> I mean, I could do a shameless plug if we want to do that right now. Oh, are we getting paid for this one? Go ahead. 
Do it. How many do it. sponsored? Do it. Not sponsored. How, how many ads can we have that we don't have to say they're ads because nobody pays us? We should just start stealing ad reads from other podcasts. Have you guys heard of Beyondies? No, no. They got the now micromodal fabric. Now we're true podcasts. They have the micromodal fabric. <laughs> they, unlike my lava stones, are not from. I think you can get great matching sets. For your wife and you, or your girlfriend, whatever works, or your kid. I think you can get Same them for your the kid. I don't know if we're going to keep this in there, but Duluth has onesies <laughs> that I really want. They even have the butt oh. flap. We got Casper. We got Quip. We got, I don't know what else. If Quip, Fulton and Rourke. Some... Fulton and Rourke. Manscaped. Oh, Raycons. Uh, ball and Branch. I am just going to forward this to every company. Like, look, we're in. Famous. Head and shoulders. We did it. Wait, head Are they Coke Zero? Oh, yes. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. Just Pat gets all the Coke Zero. I, just, I got oh. a stack of Diet Soda. You know, I didn't drink soda until I started working at my last, at my current job. And my boss That's was weird. drinking Diet Soda. And then we went to a new office building. What did you like throw you one? You're like, yeah. And they got free Diet Soda in the fridge. I'm like, oh. It's that or K Cups. Well, I've already had two K cups today. Oh, no, you have I guess I'll have more. a diet soda. <laughs> so yeah, uh, no, no. Uh, one of the the whiskey that I'm drinking tonight is a uh, Cooper's Craft Distillery. Uh, not distillery. What what does that bottle say? Anyway, what they say is they actually uh, uh, what I thought was interesting going back to last week is they actually say they chisel their barrel after they char it. What does that mean? That's a good question, John, but I want everyone at home to know that Clint's going to go on a tangent, but he worked hard on this and I don't want to cut it out. Uh, but I zoned out and you may too. So if not, I would say jump to about the 58 minute mark and we can take it from there. Enjoy. Well, when they say they chisel the barrel after they char it, it means they scrape the inside of the barrel, like take wood off, basically. Like take little chisel pieces, like little shavings off. And I thought that was pretty interesting because we were talking about last week when we were talking about bourbon. Uh, what We were asking the question, what what does the charring actually do? And I thought that was a really interesting question. So I actually went back and researched a little bit. I, you know, I went back into the little googly doodly machine, you know. <laughs> and and, and uh, what I found was some some YouTube videos, uh, not not so far from our friends from a crowded barrel distillery out in Austin, Texas, and. And there was also a video on the New York Cooperage, which is actually a stave maker for some of the barrels for many whiskey companies. And they they described their process of making some of the newly charred oak casks, which are required to make a bourbon specifically. And I thought this process was really interesting. So uh, so I'm just going to kind of hit the highlights of it for you guys, just just from my research. And I'll let 
all the experts tell you I'm completely fucking bonkers, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> but I wanted to really answer the question. I mean, why are barrels charred, you know? Why, why do they go and flame the inside and make it all kind of burnt wood? And I, I, they actually gave me a kind of general answer. Now, it's not super scientific because each distiller is a little bit different, but basically the charred wood acts like a filter. It either changes or eliminates uh, these flavor bits they called uh, congeners. Oh, well, no. Uh, I think it's congeners, not congeners. Hey, excuse that. Conjugals. Anyway, yeah, con- <laughs> conjugal. Yeah, let's cut. That. That's not. <laughs> nah, that's not family. That right. that's we're explicit already. We're good to go. <laughs> anyway, these uh, congeners. Uh, basically what they are, they're other byproducts of fermentation. So when you talk, when you talk about fermentation, you usually talk about creation of gases and like bread and it's how the bread rise with yeast and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, these are like the flavor components that are inside the whiskey. And, how the uh, charring works is it kind of filters a lot of this stuff and it makes an overall flavor profile, okay? So from what I saw was it, it starts with the wood. So you have American oak casks, which are pretty important actually because the because of its cellulose structure, um, that's a complex word for how the wood is structured in terms of its carbohydrates and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it mainly contains four components. You have hemicellulose, lignin, tannins, and oak lactose. Charring breaks down the hemicellulose into sugar. So that's what makes it sweet. So if you if you have more char in your oak barrel, you can end up with a little bit more sweetness. Lignins, uh, it's more characteristic of that vanilla flavor that you sometimes see in bourbons. Uh, but it can also open up some of the spicier wood notes after further aging. And then you this also have the tannins. Because- how are like these are all like op, like opposing flavors and like notes so it's interesting like used to the first time like trying breaks down the hemicellulose you get like the wood sugars which add a sweeter taste but like that char also adds taste right yeah yeah so that that kind of what's it comes down to at the end is they actually a lot of distillers pick their char level based off the profile that they're trying to achieve with the whiskey so they'll actually tend towards the lighter char depending on what times of types of flavors they get and they also do a little bit of mixing too they'll toast the wood barrel first let that cool down let that flavor profile develop 
and then they'll also char again at a different level. So it's like uh, one barrel, it's basically going through a bunch of time and temperatures that help create a profile. And so going back into that lignin, you have a little bit of vanilla, but it can also open up a spicier wood note. But you also have tannins. Tannins are like a pure dry wood note, like just pure dry cedar basically comes right off the mouth or nose. And then there's other, uh, they call lactones, basically. And what they found with lactones, these are like the lower temperature uh, flavor components. So if they char it too much, these actually go away. But um, basically, they're like unique flavors like fresh bread, coconut, caramel, toffee. Like there's some of the more complex flavors uh, in terms of what actually develops overall. And so what distillers actually do, uh, from what I could tell, is they pick kind of a, basically a routine when they make their barrels for a certain type of product line. Like they, I mean, if you, if you go to, let's say, Knob Creek or Jim Bean or Maker's Mark, they'll have their own set of barrels made for their whiskey in order to get a certain profile out of it. And so I thought that was that was really neat how, I mean, su such a s integral component actually led to a different characteristic. And it kind of led to, they talk about four ingredients here. I imagine there's probably some unique ones here or there, depending on what process they use. But I, I just thought it was actually really interesting to look into. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to touch on with my whiskey. Because when I talked about the Coopers, they say they chisel it after they char. And I'm kind of wondering, well, okay, if you chisel it, does that mean you take some of the sugar away or... What, do, what does that actually mean after you char the whiskey? Or char the I assume you're accelerating the, uh, the effect of the char just because of the surface area that you're doing. <clears throat> now, I mean, I guess the biggest difference will be because you chisel it, it's no longer, it no longer has contact with the outside of the barrel. I guess it probably floats, so it might. But it, it's going to have a different property of the outside of the barrel because you know i mean basically we talked last week about humidity and the atmosphere how it affects the barrel and that changes the profile whether it's on the top of the warehouse or the bottom or different kind of states with different humidities so i would think that because that piece you chiseled out is no longer you know fully attached to the outside of the barrel you're definitely going to have a different profile of that piece it's going to react differently i mean it's probably going to become inert eh maybe it becomes inert quicker than the outside because I'm sure whatever happens to all the wood on the outside and how it reacts to the outside of the, of the barrel is going to kind of keep refreshing that ability to change the profile, or at least, you know, the surface area of the barrel is going to do that where that piece 
at some point it has to become inert and not do anything anymore. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of like a wine cork because like wine you're meant to store on its side. It's the wine is constantly in touch with the cork. That's got its whole effect thing. I feel like it's kind of the same idea with the barrels. Like it's constantly in touch with that layer of the barrel. So if you chisel away part of the barrel, you're exposing it to brand new barrel that has not been exactly exactly you're going to kind of accelerate that process for that that portion that's opened up both the chunk that falls away as long as it stays in the barrel i assume you're going to get all that area plus the area of the barrel on the inside so you're going to have a new reaction you're going to have it's going to have a a closer relationship with the atmosphere and you're also going to have a different relationship with that piece that floats within the the uh, uh spirit itself so I'm sure you're going to get a whole different profile in general just because of what you do. Well, that's what I'm kind of wondering about this Cooper's craft is, I mean, as far as I can tell, their baseline is the chiseled and charred. I wonder if they just didn't chisel it and just had the Same regular taste. char on it. And I'm kind of, is it the same taste or is it different? They'll never tell you. You're chiseling away something after char. So, I mean, uh, as far as I could tell, the hemocellulose part, that part gets broken down into sugars, which acts as food for the fermentation process in terms of of. Uh, aging and distilling so you end up with something a little bit sweeter what if they chiseled away all that sweetness well don't they leave don't don't they leave what they chisel away in the the liquor itself yeah i would assume it's left in there oh i don't know i actually don't know because i would because yeah like you said like the charred part how it reacts with the liquor spirits are going to call it the uh I mean, obviously, you're going to have a, an effect, but charring the barrel, then chiseling it away, I feel like if you chisel away the charred part and remove it, you've actually removed the effect that it has. I mean, does it have a secondary effect with the barrel? I'm sure it does, but are you removing you know, most of that effect? Probably. Actually, that that's a really good question, Max. I mean, I... I kind of now I want to look more into the background of the whiskey to find that. You have out. to update us no. next week. I will. I will. All right. Definitely. So now that we're sure. we're we're uh, barrel charring experts, I'm which is way over my head. I'm sure, Mr. Chemistry, oh, Mr. I chemistry Clint, Doctor John, they know what's going on, but me, I'm a dummy. So uh, you lost me. I heard it makes it uh, it makes it do everything and nothing all at the same time, and then we just chisel it away anyway. You ever made a Cajun roux, Max? Clint, what do I look like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. An expert chef. Why I, not? That's my wife. She's Have you ever made a Cajun roux? My wife does it. I just work. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Oh man! I'll make a I'll I'll make a simpler uh, analogy for you. So, in talking about uh, the toasting and charring that that uh, that makes our whiskeys, I actually want to talk about a snack that I've been missing since it's become winter now here in Indiana is uh, 
marshmallows. You just eat. You can. You can eat. You know. You, know you can eat marshmallows in the winter, right? <laughs> if I make a fire in the freezing cold, and... I will. I will tell you. I we did last year make a. We had, we had a snowstorm up in Fort Wayne, and we went up there and had a fire out during it. And it was. That's a fun time. <laughs> Give it a try, but that's not the normal. <laughs> yeah. No. It... Uh, you know, you toast a Marshall and you get the gooey center with the brown outside. Oh, yeah. No. Wait, how do you guys you know like your I mean? marshmallows? Burnt, golden brown. This is easy. Or I guess... You light that shit on fire. Oh, you burn the hell out of no. It. You burn the hell out of Both. it. You blow it away. You eat the skin. You burn the inside. Rinse and repeat. Mm. I w- okay, I will agree with this eating the skin. You peel off that top yep. layer, you eat it, Boom. you move on. You go on to the next layer. Exactly. Every time, but I don't like burning it. I like uh, don't burn the shit out of it. It's a fireball and blow it out. Well, that's what I'm getting at, though. I mean, you make that you can make a toasty marshmallow with a gooey center, or you can throw it in hellfire and get the and then you get the crispy bits, you know, the crispy bits, Clint spits, crispy bits. Yeah, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, if that's not the same for whiskey, you get the crispy bits when you char. The shit out of the barrel, or you get the gooey center in so the So, Clint, what you're you saying is it. you need to go to the distillery, get the crispy bits, eat the crispy bits with the crispy bit marshmallow. Boom, perfect pairing. What I'm saying is you should get the most. You should get the best of both worlds. Get the best you of both worlds. Figure out how to get the gooey center and the crispy. Oh, bits. I thought we were just eating crispy bits in you general. Know? Well, I mean, yes, but. No. <laughs> Wrap it up. bits. All right. So we talked about the whiskey we're drinking. We talked about what did we talked about. We talked about charring those barrels. That was long, Clint. Man, that's a lot of info. We talked about how we. That was short in comparison to John's conversation. Like that, uh, debatable. Either way, John, we talked about neat. We talked about with water. We talked about on the rocks. Interesting stuff. Definitely try them all out, I would say. I think it's good, and don't shun people for the way they drink their whiskey. Uh, Yeah, so uh, let's talk about next week. What are we doing? Uh, Next week, we're going to try Conor McGregor's, I think it's a scotch, right? It's called Prop 12. Uh, I believe that's an Irish. Uh, Yeah, it's an Irish whiskey founded by Conor McGregor. Yeah, good old Conor McGregor. McGregor. Uh, The fight that he lost to? Do you think he was Scottish? I don't know who he is. Isn't he Irish? Really? I mean, I know who he is. I just, he is Irish. I don't know. I know who he is. He fought Mayweather. He lost to Mayweather. He's a big old loser. No, he's not. He, don't. Okay. Don't forward this to Conor uh, McGregor. Uh, no. Yes. Uh, Prop 12. <laughs> I've heard of his, of his drink. I have not had it. I don't think. Have any of us had it? I don't think so. I have. No. If you watch Hulu, you will see his ad though, for sure. Well, I don't watch Hulu, so there you go. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it advertised. So I think yeah. next week we're going to try Prop 12. Give that a go. Uh, what else do you have next week? Do you have anything yep. on topic? I don't think we have it right now. We'll roll into right that now. next week. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, you can find me. I think I'm still the only one that wants to say their social. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Max Kobe. I barely use Twitter. I definitely don't use Instagram, but eh, it's there. You can follow me. Uh, Pat, no socials. Uh, John, probably still no socials. Uh, well, actually. Oh, here we go. 
Actually, uh, so I recently just did our cover for this podcast. Um, yep. I great, decided to make... Great art, by the way. You did... What did you do? You Thank did you. Like 12 takes on it? That was awesome. There was lots of takes. It lots was of good. Love what you did. We got it updated on the pod now, hopefully. So, in lieu of that, I started an art Instagram. I don't know. I do art in my free time. It's nothing outstanding. But hey, if you like art and you want to see a mediocre guy post some of his, go follow John's it's underscore sketchbook. It's real good. Check it out. John underscore sketchbook. There's not much there posted right now, but there will be. It's all good. He's got lots of stuff. Clint, still figuring out how to use the internet. The it's all right. Google the Google machine. <laughs> He's still using the Google machine. <laughs> uh, you can follow the podcast, Smell My Whiskey, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at smellmywhiskey at gmail.com. I think that's all the locations. Yeah, at. I mean, share us to all your friends. If you know someone who likes whiskey, who wants to get into whiskey. I actually had a friend. Funny enough, the first week we posted our episode, he was getting into whiskey that week. And I was like, well, hey, proper timing. Let's, uh, here's the link. Listen up and learn something. Yeah, so just remember, we're a bunch of idiots that don't know anything about whiskey. So listen in, see what's going on. You never know. And we will catch you next week. Cheers. Bye, Craig.